0: The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. If you could learn more
1: about spirituality and how it can work in your favor, Would you be intrigued? Of course you would. It's time to get real. This is Get Real Radio with your host, James Robinson. In our show, we'll interview fascinating guests with the intent of bringing you closer to who you really want to be. Get ready for some of the most profound radio on any airwaves today. Now, here is James Robinson.
2: Welcome to Get Real Radio. I'm your host, James Robinson, and today is going to be a day I get to tell you all about what I know. And what I want to talk about today is an institution that I got very familiar with along uh, for many years because I was a divorce lawyer for many years. And what I want to talk about today is how to have a great marriage. Now, it may seem counterintuitive, for a divorce lawyer to be talking about having a great marriage but if you look at it from the perspective of if you know everything that can go wrong maybe you can have some insight into what goes right and the thing that I deal with almost on a daily basis as a uh, guide as a consultant as a friend is that many people come to me to find a soulmate or to find someone who will make them happy. Uh, you know, usually I just tell them, find someone that cannot say no. Then you'll be really happy. But the thing is, is that many people have been trained where, you know, our whole social construct is around the fact that we want to have a happy relationship living with somebody that, and somehow we're going to feed off each other. We're going to have this wonderful relationship. And, you know, the thing is that the red flag is that people are looking for somebody else to make them happy. You know, I I have to laugh sometimes because I've been married twice and divorced twice. And so it's ironic to me in the extreme that people would come to me for advice on to have how to have a happy marriage. But the thing is, is that I have learned about a few things that I've seen, I've experienced, I've studied, I've interacted with people and learned a few things that I think can really help people have a relationship that, truly supports them, that nurtures them, and allows them to grow and gives them the space to grow. So one of the things that comes to mind right off the bat is that when people come to me for advice, the thing that I always tell them is that that's the best thing you can do is to find somebody that you trust, that you know has some experience, that has some wisdom and to talk about things that are really really important to you. Now this is not limited to marriage, but it you know just for a world view on happy living is that if you can find somebody that has some wisdom, that has some gray hair, that has been through really hard times they might have some advice to you, some stories for you, some information for you that will make it all make sense. You know, I get a lot of feedback, and you know, I suppose that I must be saying something right because people tell me that what I tell them helps. So, the things I'm going to tell you today I think are pretty valid. I think that they've weathered the test of time. People have tried it out. It works. So these things are not something that I I got off the internet necessarily, but it's stuff that I have lived through, I have experienced, I've watched other people experience, and they have made their uh, relationships happier and more healthy. What I would suggest is that you leave all of your preconceived notions about marriage or about relationship because they don't work. You know, look, our society, this society has a divorce rate of over 50%. That means you've got less than a 50% chance when you marry somebody that it will survive. And the the funny thing is, is that that's, that's pretty much constant around the world. You know, you, you'd look at these countries that have arranged marriages, you have uh, countries that have other ways of arranging marriages than the way we do it here, which is kind of like Brownie in motion. People kind of bump into each other and fireworks go off and they fall in love and then they think they're each other's soulmate. And two years later, they are wondering what in the world happened. But the thing is, is that if you want to improve your relationships, if you want to improve your marriage, just listen to what I'm going to suggest. And keep an open mind and an open heart. You know, the the reality of life is everything ends. And that includes marriages. Now, they may end because of the natural order of things, or they may end because people decide that this isn't working, it's not right for me, time to leave. But... One of the things that I've noticed about people is that people change. So let me give you a little bit of an insight that I found out a long time ago, and I still think it's true, that men marry women that they like when they meet them. In other words, men don't want women to change. They're comfortable with these women. They put their heart into them, and they love what they get. They don't want that to change. Now, women, when they meet a man, they love the man that they think that they can turn that person into. Now, I'm sure there are people out there that are going to hear this and say, that's not right. Well, just follow me along here. The problem with it is, is that men either because of genetic makeup or because of the way our society works, prefer things to say the cha- There are some things that need to stay the cha- same. They don't want their lovers to change because that's the way they are. I'm, I'm confessing here I'm a man and I've experienced this is when women change and become other people, that's hard for men to handle. Women, on the other hand, look at a man and they say, wow, if I can just do this and this and this, that guy's going to be really great. And so they fall in love with the person that they think that man can become. So we both are falling in love with illusions because men fall in love with the woman they think they are. Women fall in love with the person they think that they will be. Either way, it's an illusion. So the thing is, is that we get married most of the time because we want to make something permanent. We want to make it last. That's why we go to marriage anyway, because it's kind of like almost we capture somebody. You know, if you're married to me, then you have to do it. You know, you have some kind of obligation to me. Now, legally, that is true, but spiritually and emotionally, that's not true because everybody has to stand on their own two feet. If you are not happy, just because you're in a marriage isn't going to make you happy. A lot, but the thing, the ironic thing is, is a lot of people aren't happy. And so they go and get married because they think that's going to make them happy. And it doesn't work that way. You know, when I was growing up, my parents trained me to believe that marriage would make me happy, that marriage would make me fit in, that, and if I wasn't married, then there was something wrong with me. So the only people that were single in my hometown that were over the age of 21 there was something wrong with them. So I had a core belief that I needed to be married. That's been a tough one to get over. Can you imagine the stresses that were put on relationships with the women that I dated when, or married, when my parents didn't like them or thought that they weren't doing living up to the standards of my family. You know, the thing is, is that most people have to understand that when they marry somebody, they're also marrying their family. And you have to be pretty strong sometimes to marry into a family that's full of dysfunctional people. If you are married and unhappy... What I want to share with you, I think will make you happy. If you are single and you want to be married, what I hope you will hear will help you avoid getting into a relationship that will fail. So let me give you some misconceptions and let you mull over these. Because these are misconceptions about marriage in general. And it doesn't have to be marriage; it can be any relationship. Marriage is just kind of the hook that people put into each other, thinking that that will make everything permanent and the The reality of it is is that marriage doesn't mean anything It's too easy marriage is disposable these days. Marriage doesn't mean anything because at the first sign of trouble, bam, you're divorced. I know that because I was a divorced lawyer, and I made a good living doing it. So society is not built now to support marriages. I mean, it used to be when my parents were growing up, they told me that that divorces were taboo. You could not get divorced no matter what or you would be ostracized. Now, it's kind of like a badge of honor that is kind of like, okay, uh, marriage 1.0—that you tried it, you found out the things that didn't work. You, okay, so you traded it in for a newer model. But the the reality of it is, is that marriage isn't the problem. We go into a lot of people go into marriage thinking that it will change the person that we are marrying. And related to that misconception is the myth that marriage is going to change that person. After all, you've committed yourself to this person. You would do anything for that person. And since they married you, since they said, I love you and I want to live with you forever, why don't they have the same perspective? Why don't they have the same perception? Why don't they give everything to you like you were willing to give everything to them? Well, that's just not the way they that it works, you are you, and they are who they are. Just because you're willing to change everything for them, that doesn't mean that you're, they're willing to change everything for you. If you married someone expecting that they would change in some way, you are going to be in for a quick and painful surprise. And worth mentioning is that many people don't even know that's what they're doing. They assumed, they hoped, they expected, and then when it doesn't happen, it's kind of like buyer's remorse. You are totally unhappy, and you wonder what in the world, what mistake, what misconception it was that you fell into. And what you fell into was the misconception that marriage was going to change anything. And I'm going to get graphic here for a second because it happens to everybody that came to see me as a divorce lawyer. And so I know it's out there. Just bear with me for this part. The second misconception about marriage, at least for many people, is that it guarantees sex. You know, when my second wife and I went to our premarital counseling with preacher before we were married, he asked a question that I thought was very inappropriate, but it actually was very enlightening, and that was, were you willing to be married without having sex with this woman? And I I thought he was crazy. But it's a very valid question because many people go into the uh, relationship thinking that Okay, I'm going to get sex for the rest of my life. Or I don't have to work for it so hard anymore. This is my spouse. I'm entitled to it. That is a total misconception. The thing that most people go into is wanting to have intimacy, they want to have the ability to share everything with this person. And Even though you may have been together for years, the thing is is that marriage has nothing to do with your relationship. It has nothing to do with your sex life. You didn't know that when you were getting into this marriage relationship that you were still two independent people or you were still the people that you were when you went into this marriage. And it depends on how much you're willing to change as to the extent of how much they're willing to change. You know, when people go into marriage, they're just not going to change their beliefs, their desires, their expectations. For For many, just getting married is a legal process that can give them social status or a new name or it gives them some comfort in some way. But it doesn't change your emotional makeup. It doesn't change your mental makeup. It certainly doesn't change your spiritual makeup. And if you two people are not totally committed to this relationship, then it's not going to last very long. You know, there was a saying that I heard a lot growing up and from people who got married and then divorced, is why marry the cow when you can get the milk for free? And this simply illustrates the problem society has with the institution of marriage. You know, we have many states in the United States that have laws that says if you don't consummate the marriage, if you don't have sex, you can get a free divorce. You know, you can annul the marriage. That is how our society approaches marriage. They expect people to get married And being, to be celibate, To be on a spiritual path, to be looking for a relationship with the divine is not what society believes is what marriage is about. So you have to be very careful. You have to be very candid with the person that you want to have a marriage with about what is it that they expect, what is it that they want, and find out whether or not that's something that you are. can live with. You know, the third misconception about marriage is that it will make you happy. This is a little bit different than getting married to someone that will make you happy. This is more of the concept that, you know, marriage genders bliss. That getting married is all you need to be happy. The truth is, that marriage does not guarantee anything. If you go into a marriage thinking that your life will change, then you will be disappointed. If you go into a marriage thinking that your life, your spouse, and relationship will stay the same, you will be disappointed. Guess what? Life happens constantly. Your relationship, your marriage, and everything else does not exist in a bubble in a time capsule. You're going to gain weight. Your spouse may lose weight or vice versa. You'll wish that you could lose weight. You'll wish that your wife would lo- or husband would lose weight. They will work late. Your children will frustrate you. Parents will make you mad. Your spouse's family member will want to borrow money from you. Your mother-in-law gets cancer. Your spouse loses interest in sex. Your spouse is uh, depressed. On and on and on. What are you going to do about it? How do you navigate that? If this is all new to you, if you haven't lived with this person for any length of time before your marriage, it's probably going to be a pretty big shock. I asked a very enlightened being, or I consider to be enlightened one time, what did he think about marriage? All he said was, marriage screws up a lot of good friendships. You know, you have to be very clear with yourself. You have to be very honest with yourself, and you have to be very honest with your spouse or your uh, betrothed to what is it that you think is going to happen when you get married? What is it that's going to happen when you don't like each other? Because when you live day day in and day out with somebody and you're with each other all the time, you're going to have fights because that's just human nature. You're going to disagree on things. Have you talked about how you're going to resolve conflict with your spouse your or your uh fiance or your husband to be do you have any game plan for what is going to happen after you get married because when you're not married, it really doesn't matter because there's always that back door you can uh <laughs> you know run away through if something doesn't go wrong then there's no legal consequences to breaking up. Whether it's right or wrong, divorce, getting, ending a marriage is not that easy. In a lot of states, it takes years. So what I'm trying to tell you is that when you go into a marriage, do it with your eyes open. Do it with a conversation with your spouse about what is it you expect and how you're going to resolve conflicts and what are safety words, which are kind of like when you're angry and and you don't know how to deal with something, you can say a word and the other person will back away. These are all things that you have to think about before you go into marriage because after you're married, it's too late. You know, a lot of people get married because they feel as they're obligated to do so. Either they're pregnant or they have children or they want to legit- legitimize their children or their parents want them to legitimize their relationship. And, you know, there are so many people who get married because they want to legitimize their relationship. You know, Jon Snow really put bastards on the map. What an antiquated illusion. In today's day and age, there are definite financial advantages to getting married if you're having children, but there are no emotional, mental, or spiritual reasons for it. The only reason the term bastard has any significance is because we make it mean something. Look, from an objective viewpoint, who cares whether your parents were married or not? A more important question is, were your parents happy? If they were unhappy and married, most kids would prefer that their parents were happy and unmarried. The fifth misconception about marriage is that being dependent on someone is better than independence. So many people trade in their single hat for the married hat because they think they're moving up in life. You know, I've always wondered, why do married people fight? Isn't marriage supposed to be the end all? Isn't that supposed to mean that you get along, you know how to discuss, and you know how to resolve conflict? Why do people who are married ignore the other or disrespect the other? Doesn't marriage make all disagreements go away? The obvious answer is that marriage has nothing to do with how we relate to each other. What it does do is place a sense of duty on the participants. And my experience is if you don't particularly like someone, the duty of marriage isn't going to change that. My parents were married over 50 years, and I can tell you what, I would never want to be in a relationship like that. They had their good times, but they had a lot of bad times. The biggest hurdle to a happy marriage is the belief that your spouse owes you something. We think that we paid for a big ring, we paid for a big marriage, we gave up our virginity or freedom or career or our bodies for children and the other person owes us something. Wrong. The energy is totally going the wrong way. After the break, we will go on a little discovery tour on how to correct this misconception. This is Get Real Radio. I'm your host, James Robinson, and we are talking about having a happy marriage. Stay tuned, we'll be right back.
1: Search Voice America at your favorite app store.
2: News, News, opinion, Opinion. opinion. your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787, 1-866-472-5787, voiceamerica.com.
1: You are listening to Get Real Radio with James Robinson. We'd love to hear from you please call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to mr.jamesmedia at gmail.com. That's Media at gmail.com. Now, back to the show.
2: Welcome back to Get Real Radio. I'm your host, James Robinson. And today we're talking about how to have a happy marriage. You know, let's imagine for a second you're in a marriage and you're not happy. What do you do? Well, the best way to make a marriage work is to just simply reboot, and that's a computer term which means stop, take a minute, and look at everything in a new way. Why did you get married in the first place? Whether your marriage is one year old or 50 years old, things have changed. You are older, you probably look different, you act differently, you behave differently, and you may discover that the person you once idolized and married is a total stranger. It's a matter of perception. What used to work to attract each other doesn't work anymore. And what happens is people are what we call white knuckling, and they're just holding on as hard as they can, hoping that something is going to happen to change the other person. What the most important thing you need to do before you're married, or if you miss this show and you're married, is to agree on what they expect from each other. This is going to be a wild ride because most people assume that You're on the same wavelength, and it could very possibly be that you are on completely different trajectories. You have to be totally honest. You have to have complete integrity, and that may be your biggest problem because you're afraid that if you're honest with the other person, they're not going to like you. And you say things that you think is going to manipulate the other person into loving you. So what I would suggest that you do before you're married, and if you're already married and things aren't working out, what you need to do is sit down and not necessarily in front of each other, but both people in the relationship need to list on a piece of paper what they want out of the relationship. And you have to be honest enough, brave enough, and courageous enough to be willing to share that with the other person. And if you can't do that, then you need to go get some counseling. Because if you can't be completely transparent, if you can't be completely honest, and you can't be truthful with the person that you're going to marry or you're already married to, then you've got a serious problem. And you need to do this routinely, at least once a year. You know, I have a friend that calls this the State of the Union meeting. And it's smart to just continually check in with each other to see if there's something that's changing in the other person's life. Is there something that's happened that you don't know about that has changed their perception and their perspective? Maybe you've done something and you're not even aware that it impacted the other person in any way, shape, or form. You know, most people tend to get into a boring routine, and just simply quit caring about growing. If you keep your communication open and ongoing, this will build trust. This will help you know where the other person is. You know, relationship requires effort, just like everything else. You just can't take them for granted. If you want to do it every week, do it every week. Use that for your date night. You know, a that, that date night is a night that I found out about after I got divorced a second time. It's where couples go out just with by themselves once a week to enjoy each other. They get a babysitter or they do whatever they need to do to go out and try to reconnect with why they got married in the first place. You know, you have to water this relationship, or like plants, it's going to wither and die. So let's suppose you have the courage to put down on this piece of paper what you want. The first thing is to look at whether you can offer that list to the other person. You know, honesty, loyalty, trust, commitment, and attention are hollow words if you can't give them. If you cannot put that into action, there's no such thing as a conditional relationship. There's no such thing of a relationship. Well, if they do this, this and this, then I'll do that, that or that. You have to be willing to do that regardless of what the other person is doing. You are either in or you're out. The third thing I want to recommend is you have to focus on the positive. You know, sometimes we magnify little things into big mountains. And what happens is is that we something happens that doesn't that we don't like and we forget about all the things that we do like. I mean, we may be with somebody that's absolutely perfect for us that does everything that we could possibly want, and then they go and do something for themselves that totally, totally wrecks our happy journey. Because we don't think that that's something that that person should do. If they really loved us, and here's, here's a real negative mantra for people, if they really loved us, they wouldn't act that way. How do you know that? The thing is, is that we all come to life with different perceptions and perspectives. And they may love us as much as they can possibly love us, and yet they have different needs than we do. Now, I'm not being gender specific here. I'm not talking about that when you get married, you need to be surgically attached at the hip. What I'm talking about is that people have the right to experience life however they want to experience it. Where we get into trouble is that we put these unwritten rules into law. In other words, we we don't put this rule down on a piece of paper that we're supposed to share with each other that says you need to act this certain way or I'm out of here. That I found that out that doesn't work at all. And in fact, that's just a red flag. There's something seriously unhealthy or something seriously wrong with how you view life and you and for me i have to do a lot of work around that issue so you have to remember that if everything is going well and just because one thing happens that sours the milk for you the milk may not be sour you just have to take a step back and look at the big picture Is this person good for you or not? Is this person, you know, most of the time making you happy? Or is this person making you miserable? Now, here's where we get into the big, deep end of the pool, and that is that person's not supposed to make you happy anyway. No one can make you happy. As I said at the first part of the program, if you've got married... For that person to make you happy on a continual basis, boy, you're going to be in for a surprise. You sometimes have to take the lead. You have to be the teacher. You have to be the enlightened one. You're the one that has to be happy. You're the one that needs to forgive. You're the one that needs to let go of whatever you think is imperfect about your marriage, and just focus on yourself and focus on who you can be in this moment. It's up to you whether you're happy or not. Don't wait for other people to be happy. There's only one universal law about happiness. You have to be happy first. If you're unhappy and you're expecting them to be happy, making you happy, that's not going to work. You have to be happy, and then they can be happy. You have to make space for happiness in your own life. And when you can make space for happiness in your own life, things will shift, especially in relationships. One thing that I highly recommend is that you do some sort of spiritual or religious practice. And by religious, I don't mean fundamentalist, that you have to do anything a certain way. I'm talking about meditation and chanting and prayer. And do it together. And I understand that this is where it gets weird. Have you ever taken 20 minutes with your girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, wife, and just sat back to back and meditated? And just sat still in the quiet just knowing that the other person was there and sharing that time and space without saying anything, without expecting anything, and without demanding anything. When you can do this and connect with your spouse or your girlfriend or boyfriend, you can bond in a way that you cannot bond any other way. It takes a great deal of focus and integrity to enter into a space of quiet, of silence, and sacred meditation with someone because it can be pretty scary. You know, if you entered into a marriage thinking that you were going to spend a lifetime together and you can't even spend 20 minutes in silence to each other, you need to work on a few things. And if 20 minutes is too long, start with five. Because what happens is is that people get into their routines, they get into their expectations, they get into their demands, they get into whatever it is that they think the other person should do, and they focus on that. So just take a couple of minutes to sit with each other without demanding anything, without expecting anything, just experiencing each other. Now, if you have children, oh my. You know, children can either bond you closer together or they will drive you apart. Men tend to be threatened when their wives have something that distracts them from the man, like a child. What men need to understand is that this is a natural order of things and the consequences of pants removal. So if you're not willing to share your wife with your children, if it upsets you that your wife is spending all of her time focusing on your children, you need some counseling because those children need your both of your attention and both of your concentration, and both of your focus, the honeymoon is over at that point. You need to grow up and raise these children in a loving and caring manner. It is a measure of maturity to be able to change with changing times. When you have children, and you need to evolve into something higher. When you start resenting your partner because they are paying attention to whatever they need to focus on and you feel victimized or you're feeling abandoned or you're feeling rejected, you need to really sit down and look at that because they're doing exactly what they need to be doing and you should be thinking about how you can help them. How you can participate in being a parent, rather than what's in it for me, and I guess this is part of the larger picture with society's view of marriage. And what I've talked about earlier in the product on uh, the, pro, the show is that what are your expectations out of this relationship? If you think that your spouse is going to spend. 20 hours a day raising your children and then spend the other 4 you know focusing on you you need to get your attitude adjusted you need to be with your partner those 20 hours of a day so that you can raise the best possible children so let me give you a guided meditation on that marriage on relationships And so we're going to go pretty deep. So if you're driving a car right now or operating a backhoe for any reason, you know, just wait until you can get home and listen to this on replay because um, you don't want to, you want to concentrate on where this will take you rather than what uh, you're doing. So take a deep breath. Relax. I'm sure that this discussion about marriage may have brought up some things that upset you or may have even reminded you of some issues that you need to work on. Let that go. Like if you're feel like if you're carrying two very heavy suitcases just open your hands and let them draw drop and breathe deeply again relax listen To my voice. Don't listen to the words. Simply feel the vibrations as they come to your body and relax. Imagine that you are floating. You can be floating on a warm river or a beautiful cloud or just being pushed along by a gentle breeze. There are no dangers, no threats, no worries. You are simply totally relaxed. You are a bright spark of light. You may not have known this before, but feel it. You are connected to the divine. You may have not known that before, but you are. And feel it. Feel your divine nature. The truth is that you are being divinely guided. Everything in your life has happened for a reason. And that reason is for you to be the best person that you can possibly be in this lifetime. You may not know it, but everything is coming together for you. You are with the person you are meant to be with. Breathe deeply. If you are unhappy, it's because it is... The opportunity of a lifetime for you to learn how to be happy with anyone. Do not be afraid. You are strong. Imagine you are looking at a mirror. What do you see? Do you like what you see? If not, why not? You have to love what you see. Look in the mirror and smile. And you will see a person smiling at you. Look in the mirror and love what you see. And that person in the mirror will love you. Simply know that the person that you have chosen to be with is the perfect person for you. They are here to help you grow, they are here to teach you how to love. feel their love filling your heart your bright your light becomes brighter your aura your field your energy becomes pure love the person that you are sharing your life with is your greatest teacher you're exactly where you are supposed to be at the exact time you need to be there. Just relax. Let go of your expectations, your demands, and your suffering. You can grow this relationship Into something that will change the world, or you can let it go away. You are strong enough to do whatever you want. You love yourself. Repeat that now. I love myself, and I am love. I love myself. And I am love. I love myself, and I am love. Take a deep breath, wiggle your fingers and toes, and come back into your body. So, this is Get Real Radio. I am your host, James Robinson. And this is how to have a happy marriage. Thank you for listening. If you would like to have a session with me, please go to my website at jamesgrayrobinson.com and follow the prompts to have a private session. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week.